0: No one's buying these Steelers as playoff contenders. In fact, this season feels like it's all over but the crying. Welcome to the Steelers Update from Pan Live where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Despite the Steelers' best efforts of losing to a pair of 2 and 10 teams in as many weeks, they remain right in the middle of the AFC playoff rate. Cue the immortal words of Jim Mora. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yes. But all of Steelers' nation seems to have already written off the punchless, point-starved Steelers as viable postseason contenders. Instead, there is considerable consternation surrounding the team's longtime head coach, Mike Tomlin. He is under fire like never before. And most recently, Tomlin has been linked to the expected coaching vacancy in Washington, D.C. And it's notable that the report comes from Fox Sports insider Jay Glazer, who's said to be a Tomlin confidant. Glazer is advising the commanders to go ahead and inquire with the Steelers about trading for Tomlin's coaching services. And by transplanting to D.C., Tomlin would be able to return to his native Virginia, an area and region he loves. Of course, most likely none of this is going to happen. Tomlin will stick with the Steelers, and he'll get a full-throated endorsement from owner Art Rooney II. That's the Steelers' way. But the mere fact that these rumors are swirling with four games left in the 2023 regular season and the Steelers currently holding the number six seed in the AFC is very telling. Steelers fans are ready to turn the page. Unlike so many Pittsburgh playoff pushes of the past, they don't have that feeling that their team is going anywhere much less the Super Bowl. This is the sad state of affairs that is your Pittsburgh Steelers. At his press conference to kick off a week of preparation for this Saturday's game with the Colts and in Indy, Tomlin was doubling down on his team's playoff push and magnifying the importance of the Colts' clash. Quote, These games are big. This one is big. Big for us. Big for them, Tomlin said. But he sounded like an NFL network announcer trying to drum up TV ratings for the special Saturday afternoon game. A more realistic view of the Steelers' postseason chances comes from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette's Jerry Dulack, the dean of Steelers' scribes. He writes quote, Do not confuse playoff position with playoff chances. Not with this team. Unquote. It was telling, too, that Tomlin lashed out at his defense, even though it's been the offense and its inability to produce first downs, much less touchdowns, that's been the main problem in Pittsburgh. After a pair of tight ends, Arizona's Trey McBride and New England's Hunter Henry carved up the middle of the field, cashing in for multiple red zone scores. Tomlin didn't hold back. Quote, some tight ends have made some significant plays against us. We've got some work to do, unquote. Well, Tomlin can add that to the team's very long to-do list. But there's nothing to be done. Nothing, it seems, can alter the anemic offense. Coordinator Matt Canada is now watching games on his couch, but the results have been the same. Starting quarterback Kenny Pickett, who failed to make that second-year leap where we're all expecting, is out now for the second straight game with an ankle injury. Yet the offense has been much the same. Mitch Trubitsky, his replacement, who's making six to eight million dollars to play backup for the Steelers, he didn't get it done versus the New England Patriots last Thursday night, but he gets another start versus the Colts. That virtually no one who covers or watches the Steelers is expecting the results to be any different. Truth be told, it has been a tumultuous year for quarterbacks across the NFL. Aside from maybe Lamar Jackson with the front-running Ravens and the 49ers' Brock Purdy, who was the last QB drafted the very same year that Pittsburgh took pick at first, no one seems to be playing at the top of their game under center. Many starters across the league have been knocked out with injuries. and even this reflects poorly on the Steelers. In Pittsburgh's own division, Steelers fans have watched with envy as the likes of the ancient Joe Flacco with the Browns and the undrafted Jake Browning with the Bengals have come off the bench or in Flacco's case, the couch, to outshine both QBs in the 4-1-2 area code. The 300-yard multi-touchdown games put up by Flacco and Browning can only be dreamt about by Steelers fans. They're conde- condemned to watch the football version of paint drying with either Pickett or Trubitsky under center. Then, just as Steelers fans think it can't get any worse and that they've hit rock bottom in mid-December, comes the ultimate Yinzer mind-blower. I'm talking about this week's unexpected twist in which Steelers head case supreme, Antonio Brown, sounded sane, sober, and reasonable while counseling Pittsburgh's current problem pass catcher, George Pickens. Like Pickett, Pickens entered the 2023 season full of potential and seemingly poised to become a bona fide superstar. For a combination of poor quarterback play and very questionable play calling, it never happened for Pickens. But instead of remaining a team-first grinder determined to push through such adversity, Pickens has proceeded to allow his festering frustrations and unrestrained emotions to boil over in full public view, and to the detriment of his on-field play and his off-field reputation. Already, weary Steeler fans who've seen this act before are wondering how the team can keep selecting such talented but self-destructive wide receivers. Enter Antonio Brown, who imploded like a Steelers supernova, to counsel Pickens. Brown likely sees some of himself in the youngster. But for years before he blew it up with the Steelers, Brown was among the hardest-working, most proficient practice players on the team and in the league. He doesn't see that in Pickens' game, which has been plagued by pouting instead of big plays. So here's Brown's very good advice to the emotionally challenged receiver delivered via social media. Quote, it starts in practice. You can't come to the game and just be emotional about the ball. It starts in the meeting room, going and talking to Coach Tomlin. Coach Tomlin will take you to the offensive coordinator. They used to make a little box for me because I was one of those guys that needed the ball. And I love those guys who want the ball because they want to be great. But you've got to control that frustration because you don't want the quarterback to get stressed out by you and not want to put you in the position that you want to be in, Unquote. Hey, Vince Lombardi really couldn't have said it any better. And really, that's how you know this Steelers season has run totally off the rails. When Antonio Brown is the wisest, most reasonable voice in the room, you know it's bad. So, you're going to have to forgive Steelers Nation if it doesn't take the bait of their team remaining in, quote, playoff contention. Witnessing the Steelers making NFL history with those back-to-back home losses The 2-10, and Arizona and New England, seem to take everything out of this fan base. Pittsburgh knows playoff teams, and Pittsburgh's know propaganda when they see it. Any mention of these Steelers and the postseason is propaganda. After six seasons and counting of playoff utility in Pittsburgh, they're just not buying it this time. Instead, their minds are already in off-season mode, and they're ready to blow it all up. Except that's not the Steelers' way. History tells us the Rooney family prizes supposed stability above all else. In other words, wash, rinse, and repeat for 2024. I hope I'm wrong. Of course, we have much more on the growing apathy regarding the rest of this Steelers season, plus a deep dive on Mitch Trubisky and his prospects versus the Colts. That in and more in this all-over-but-the-crying edition of your Steelers update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my full print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As always, it will be packed. With plenty of memes bringing this week's Steelers debate to life, to laughs, and more than a few tears. Right now, let's get right to it. Hey, we know Joe Flacco is flying high in Cleveland. Jake Browning is channeling Joe Burrow and Cincy. But in the Berg, the Steelers' supposed playoff hopes rest on the interception prone arm of Mitch Drabitsky, who just happens to be the highest paid backup of that bunch and highest paid by multiple millions. But I digress. What can this dispirited Steelers nation expect from Mitch's second outing of the season versus those Colts? Well, for answers, we turn to the Dean of Steelers Scribes, Jerry Dulack, who provides us with his considerable insights, courtesy of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Dulac writes, quote, Trubitsky took much of the blame after the 21-18 loss to the Patriots at home, saying he needs to play better even though he brought the Steelers back from a 21-3 deficit. Coach Mike Tomlin said this week he expects Trubitsky to be better Saturday against the Colts, primarily because he will have a full week of practice after having just one day prepare for the Patriots. Quote, it should help us for sure, Trubitsky said. We need the reps. I need the reps. It just allows me to continue to get comfortable in the offense and continue to work on timing with these guys. So a full week of work is going to be helpful, unquote. And perhaps there was some rust involved early in that Pats game. As Dulac tells us, it was a tale of two halves for Trubisky. He writes, quote, quote, Krubitsky got off to a slow start Thursday night, completing just three of his first seven attempts for 19 yards. He had one pass intercepted, another negated by a penalty, and almost had a third picked off before the first quarter was even over. But he settled down after his rocky start, completing 19 of his next 28 passes for 173 yards and a touchdown, unquote. So what Dulac seems to be telling us is that there is some hope Trubisky could come out hotter and sharper versus the Colts on Saturday. We shall see. But in a larger sense, there's no overestimating the disappointment when it comes to all of the Steelers QBs this season. In short, they just didn't measure up. Here's Dulac on the larger QB dilemma in Pittsburgh. He writes, quote, In a season in which so much was placed on the development of Kenny Pickett, there has been no more disappointing position than the quarterback. It's been everything from the fewest touchdown passes, nine, and the third fewest passing yards, 2,533 in the league, to a completion percentage, 61.1, and a passer rating of 79.4, and that ranks 26th in the NFL. How bad is it? These Steelers are the only team in the league that hasn't had a 300 yard passing game and have thrown more than one touchdown just once in the past 30 games. Pickett had the fewest touchdowns, six of any quarterback in the league, with at least 1,400 passing yards before he was injured. unquote. Going into the game with the quotes, Trubisky is keeping hope alive. And this here is the QB's choice quote from that Dulac column. Quote, it can change week to week, Trubitsky said of the Steelers and his fortunes. Quote, I mean, we're coming off a loss and that hurts, but we got our heads down and we're ready to work right now. Unquote. But as Dulac notes at the end of that column, it can't be much worse. Can it? Well, I hate when people ask those questions can't be much worse, can it? We're about to find out, aren't we? And while Mitch Trubisky might be holding out hope, but few others in Steelers' nation seem to be. In fact, Pittsburgh radio host and longtime Steelers columnist Ron Cook is declaring that the once-proud Pittsburgh football team has officially hit rock bottom. He writes this for the Post-Gazette, quote, analyst's Kirk Herbstreet said it best during Thursday night's telecast of the loss to New England at home. Quote, playing a 2-10 and ten team two weeks in a row, and this is their effort? Unquote. Yes, Kirk, it was. And here's what Cook says it means to this football franchise. Quote, it was what we have come to expect from these sorry Steelers. Mental mistakes, wasted timeouts. an inability to convert third downs, another short yardage failure, another poor punt by Presley Harvin III. It all comes back to Mike Tomlin, whose approval rating in this town has never been lower. It's enough to make you wonder what the Steelers have to do to salvage their season, or even if they can. Steelers fired Matt Canada as offensive coordinator and that didn't do much of anything to help the team's horrible offense. The Steelers changed quarterbacks out of necessity after Kenny Pickett's ankle injury against Arizona, and Mitch Trubisky was no better. There's not much left to change, well, other than the head coach. That's something Art Rooney II will have to seriously consider after the season if the Steelers don't find a miracle turnaround. It's easy to think Tomlin's shelf life here might just be expiring in his 17th season because this collapse is a poor reflection of Mike Tomlin, unquote. That's strong stuff from Ron Cook, but you'll notice he stopped short of saying anything will actually happen to the Steelers coach despite this disaster of a season that really has people writing off the team in mid-December with four games to go. I've never really seen that before. Of course, Cook knows the Rooney family, and he knows the Steelers' way all too well, uh, which means stability, which means no change, which means Tomlin is back, and probably most of the problems are back as well. But Cook was brutal when it came to his bottom line about this once-hyped 2023 version of the Steelers. And he says this team has indeed hit rock bottom. Cook wrote, quote, The Steelers are, at least at this moment, a lousy football team headed nowhere again, unquote. Of course, the operative word being again We've seen this too many times in Pittsburgh. We know playoff pretenders. We know propaganda. And we know anything related to the postseason and this Steelers team is propaganda. Yet, the NFL and the AFC playoff race says different. There, the Steelers remain very much alive as the number six playoff seed with those four games to go. But how realistic are these playoff hopes? For this we go back to Jerry Dulak, who sets us straight. He writes, quote, When the Houston Texans lost to the New York Jets and the Colts lost to the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday, that lifted the Steelers back into the number six spot behind only the eight and five Cleveland Browns for one of those three wild card spots. Do not, though, confuse playoff position with playoff chances, not with this team. Their playoff position should not mask the real issue of what is really unfolding. The Steelers are 1 and 3 in the past 4 games and have not looked anything like a team capable of making the postseason. There are not a lot of positives with which to embrace mainly because some of the issues that have plagued them throughout the season remain a problem, something even Mike Tomlin admitted, unquote. So what's Zulak's bottom line when it comes to these Steelers and the playoffs? Well, he says this, quote, in all likelihood, they will have to win three of their four remaining games to do so, make the playoffs, unquote. But here are those upcoming games. Of course, we have the Colts in Indy on Saturday. That's followed by the Bengals at home. And then the Seahawks and the Ravens on the road. You think they can win three or four? Does anyone? Even more importantly, do you think this team could win a playoff game, even if they do squeak in? I didn't think so. No wonder Steelers Nation is doing the unthinkable. They are writing off the season in mid-December with four games to go and their team sitting as the sixth seed in the AFC. In short, they know the truth. This isn't a playoff team. Not even close. Of course, we fo- We will follow this team, whatever happens, wh- wherever it goes from here. And we're going to do it every Wednesday on your Steelers Update podcast. So sign up where you get your audio so you get it fresh every Wednesday afternoon. And we're going to go throughout the season, a postseason if it's there, and, of course, this long offseason uh, that could be a turning point for a lot of people in this franchise, starting with Mike Tomlin. But that's the future. Right now, we have the Colts, and we'll see what happens. Those Steelers, I guess, right? Got to stick with it. Those Steelers. Talk to you soon.